And so all of this requires a great host and regularly checking the back end of your website. Now, if you're willing to teach yourself, watch some YouTube videos, read up on this, it really is manageable. But if you're never going to do this, consider paying some full service host, you know, somebody that has a white glove service. It will cost you much more, but, but it will also really save you a headache and make sure that your website never goes down. You're listening to To Be Blunt, the podcast for cannabis marketers, where your host Shada Taravi and her guests are trailblazing the path to marketing, educating, and professionalizing cannabis. Light one up and listen up. Here's your host, Shada Taravi. Hello, and welcome back to the To Be Blunt podcast. I'm your host, Shada Taravi, and today we're diving into one of my favorite topics ever websites and hosting. Now, for those of you that might be new here, I spent seven years of my career prior to getting into cannabis into the technology space. And specifically for a long chunk of those years, I worked for a managed WordPress hosting platform called WP Engine. Shout out to WP Engine because I'm also linking four free months of hosting for WordPress customers who switched to WP Engine in the show notes below if you're interested. But This is a topic near and dear to my heart for many reasons because it quite literally has taken up so much free rent space in my brain over the years, both as an employee and web hosting professional in this space, but of course also as an entrepreneur who is managing her own e-commerce brand and business. It's really important because it is a super necessity for anyone doing anything in the 21st century. For web design and development, speed and optimization, plugins, SEO, email marketing, blogging and content, integrations and platforms, there is a lot to unpack to ensure you have the most performative website ever. Y'all, your website is your calling card. It is how people find you online, or in my humble opinion, should be how people find you online. Yes, they may discover you on social media, but you don't own that. That should link them to your website where you should be marketing and selling to your audience. So today, I'm super happy to have Reagan Hatch, a fellow Texan on the podcast. Reagan and her partner launched Canisite a few years ago and have been building out beautifully stunning, performative websites sites on platforms like WordPress and Squarespace for all kinds of clients, which I'll let Reagan get into more during her episode. But I was so excited to connect with her because this is clearly important topic for anyone looking to better market, brand and sell their products, business or services with online. And so I hope this episode is helpful and informative for those of you who are trying to navigate your online presence through your website. So let's get straight to the episode. Please join me by lighting one up and let's welcome Reagan to the show. I'm Reagan Hatch and I'm co-founder of Canisite Co. And my business partner and I bonded in college over bong and a beer. Um, we didn't start the company till about five years ago and we'd both been working separately in very different industries, very male-dominated industries, and we just kind of got sick of it and didn't see our careers really taking off. So we, after we reconnected one day, we started talking about opportunities in cannabis and how much cannabis needed marketing after my partner Karen had gone to a cannabis trade show. 
And so we started talking about starting our own companies, but based on our own values and doing it our way. And and so five years later, here we are. So Canisite Co., you mentioned marketing. Obviously, I know you a little bit just from, I'll kind of like, you know, clue the audience in, which I think is always like a fun tidbit because my guests really come from all different backgrounds, many different states. Some are even international. Some I've met in person like you. We've had a chance to meet in person. Some I haven't met in person. And so we actually connected, I think, online originally first. You're based in Texas. You're in New Braunfels, right? New Braunfels, Texas, which is in between Austin and San Antonio for those people who maybe are not geographically familiar with Central Texas and had been familiar with you guys, you and just like your business in general, but didn't get a chance to actually meet you until what was it? I guess I'm going to probably say September, maybe November. We had the Texas Hemp Coalition. I should know when the summit was, but the Texas Hemp Summit from the Texas Hemp Coalition had a really great Turned out that was our first event, and I do sit on the executive board of that organization. And we invited you out to be a speaker on one of the panels talking about marketing. I got to sit next to you, and my listeners also know that I'm just a sponge. It's like I love learning from everybody and everything around me. And so I just soaked up a lot of the information that you were sharing during the panel. We got to go to lunch together, learned a little bit more, and I was like, oh my gosh, got to have Reagan come on the show, got to talk about your world of digital really is kind of, I guess, like the bigger lens that I'll use and to further kind of lay a foundation. My listeners may or may not know that I came from the web side of the equation. So I started my career in hosting, which is not a very sexy industry or term, but a necessity, right? So people think of a website, but they don't realize hosting is what powers your website. So that way, when someone goes to your URL, they're being served, your content, et cetera. And so I have a very deep understanding of a lot of the things that you do, but don't often get to talk about them in detail on the podcast, just depending on who my guest is and what the topic is, of course. So for you, I'm really excited because I feel like I, we're just talking before we started hitting record, you know, kind of like what is our strengths and some of our weaknesses? It's like I'm a technical marketer. So I was not the web developer by any means, but by working in a hosting company, I got exposed to the importance of just kind of having a baseline, like a website, like why why people need a website. So I'd love to kind of start there, maybe. What is the breadth of Canisite Co? What What is your bread and butter? Like, what do you do for clients? And maybe give us some examples of what you've done for clients slash, and you, you can, you don't have to say who these clients are, but maybe like types of clients. You know, are you working with retail? Are you working in the CBD, in the marijuana space? Are you working with cultivators? Is it site that people are selling off of? Is it a site that people are just, you know, trying to market and have a landing page for? Obviously, there's a lot to dig in and crack open with that. But I'll let you kind of start wherever you feel compelled to dive into. Oh, my gosh. I already have so much I want to say. I'm just going to try not to let the word vomit come out. Please word vomit. Uh, I know. Just, I mean, just talking about hosting. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) So giddy and geeky about it. So, yeah, mainly what Canisite is about is great web design, modern web design. I mean, that's the calling card of the company. It's the foundation. It's the most important business card. It's the foundation for all of your digital marketing. The whole point of digital marketing is to drive traffic to your website, right? And so if you don't have a good looking, attractive, informative website that's made well, 
then you've lost them from the get-go, right? So we're all about that. And then we do delve into some digital marketing, such as SEO and email marketing. But that's pretty much it. We are we don't do branding. Our hearts aren't in social at all. You know, it's necessary evil, in my opinion. But a great web design that comes with the tools you need it so that you can be successful, like Initial optimization, just to give you a head start. And if somebody doesn't know what that means listening, it means that we're telling Google and being that your website exists when it's launched. So that if you don't have the marketing budget for an ongoing SEO campaign or to be found in Google searches, at least you have a head start. And we teach you the tools to maintain the website. If you want to do your own SEO or maintain your website, If you want to change the price, add products. If you want to add new pictures, we teach you how to do all of that so that you don't have to pay someone else to do it. And lastly, we don't hold websites hostage. We think that's bogus. First of all, we don't want to. We don't own the websites. It's yours. We're happy to hand them over. But also, I mean, we want people to work with us because they enjoy working with us and we're a good partner and we're a good We don't want people to feel obligated. And so we hand them the keys to their brand new car and let them drive off and show them where those gas stations are so that they know how to fill it up and keep driving it away. So that's kind of full broad spectrum. What what we're all about is we believe that everybody deserves access to a well-built website. And if you don't have $50,000, that's great. You don't need that much. We have four different products so that everybody can afford something. Or if you want to do it yourself, we also have the tools for that. But everybody deserves access to a well-built website. And in cannabis, people don't have the time, money, and a lot of times the know-how to uh, to bring on that marketing company or do it themselves. So we're just trying to give them a simple, quick solution that will be a great foundation to start and scale and grow with them. Yeah. I mean, obviously a website is like such a duh, no brainer to me because of my background. Like that was honestly the first thing that we even had when we were thinking of, you know, starting our brand restart CBD. It was okay you know, when you're checking from a brand perspective, it's like, well, what is the URL? Can I even get the URL? A secondary to that is like, can I get that name on social media? But always thinking with the website as that primary and to kind of explain, I guess, like my purpose for that belief is because you own your website. You don't own your presence on social media, especially in cannabis where you're censored constantly or you're content is potentially being taken down, you're getting kicked off these platforms because you're violating terms of service, which I have plenty of episodes where that is, you know, the the focal point of the conversation. So not to, you know, necessarily resonate there, but getting back more into the website, like your website is content that you own and being able to be found, right? It's like when someone's looking for you on the web, they've heard of your brand or they've seen you, you know, talk at something. It's like, where are you driving them to? It's like it should be you're driving towards your website. So I want to understand a little bit to your customers. Are they hemp? Are they marijuana? Are you doing, you know, integrations into POS systems? Are you helping them with, you know, e-commerce in terms of transacting, taking money? Because for us as a brand, you know, we're on the hemp side and we are fortunately able to take people's money online 
And so I have an e-commerce arm of my business. And then I also have a retail arm of my business. And that is a huge nightmare and a half of making sure that my e-commerce site speaks to my retail POS. And there's not a ton of really great solutions, but you were kind of touching on too a little bit, you know, the platform and I know there's WordPress, there's WooCommerce, there's Shopify, there's Square, there's Wix. And I just want to know, you know, kind of like, who are your clients? Like, what kind of side of the industry do they sit in? What yeah. is the dynamic, you know, kind of sites that you're building for them? And then also, what are the platforms that you're working with to deliver kind of as like this overarching view of of like how people are using their websites Sure, cannabis sure. Business. Such a good question. And so many of these topics aren't even broached until people talk to me sometimes. You'd be surprised. But so as far as range of clients and well, all of that, all of those questions you just asked have really evolved over the first five years. When we started this, the first farm bill hadn't been passed. So we were working exclusively in cannabis and not in Texas, obviously, a lot in the West and the newer emerging markets too in the Midwest. And so we've always done both ancillary and plant touching clients. And it's just kind of comes in clusters, you know. As far as ancillary goes, we have interior designers, lawyers, labs, security systems, and then plant touching. We do dispensaries, growers, producers, delivery companies. And when we started, we worked exclusively in WordPress. We are WordPress pros. I will say that. That's our preferred platform. It's just you can do so much more with it. You own it. It's free. It will always be free. And the creativity, it's not as limited as some as the website in a box platform. So that's our preferred platform. But in the beginning, that's all we did. Now, as things started to kind of evolve and more platforms published their policy on cannabis, we started considering other platforms that were really popular. The only other two we work with today and that we have really are mainly Squarespace and Shopify. Shopify isn't our favorite. It's very, very popular, but you can't really customize it much. And so since we're so heavy on the design side, we're, we get really frustrated with that because it's just not as pretty. Squarespace is great, especially if you want to maintain the website yourself. We, I really don't push it much for cannabis because you don't own it and you don't know when they're going to change their policy. And if they decide that they're not cannabis friendly anymore, they take your site down and you don't get it. Say bye-bye. You have to rebuild from scratch, right? However, there are a lot of really successful cannabis companies using Squarespace. So we do offer that. There's just things to be wary of if you're in cannabis. So I always recommend WordPress. And then any of the others, we don't really like Wix and Weebly, Wooco uh, BigCommerce. We don't really dabble in them and prefer not to. Because we're WordPress pros, pros, you know, stick to what you're good at. Know your lane. Stay yes. in your lane. So so after the farm bill, we and because I'm in Texas, we started doing a lot more or finding ourselves with a lot more clients in hemp and CBD specifically. And so now we I would say it's almost 50-50 cannabis hemp CBD. But the platforms, and that's evolved from solely WordPress to more Squarespace. And so I think I answered all your questions. No, that was super helpful. Sorry. I mean, 
I mentioned like my background for sure. I work for a hosting company, but the hosting company was specifically a WordPress hosting company. So for me, like the quick short story, I graduated college and fortunately had growing up in Austin, I had a music blog. And at the time, WordPress was a major blogging platform. And so I just kind of grew up dabbling in WordPress and without getting into more weeds, there's WordPress.com, which is more the blog site. There's WordPress.org, which is more the custom site. It's very confusing for consumers, but there is a difference. So if you're like, oh, I want to look at WordPress, just be mindful. You can now kind of customize .com a little bit more, but .org is usually like where the customization, finding an agency or finding a theme and then you customizing it yourself comes in. But that aside, because I was blogging on WordPress when WP Engine, which is the company I was working for, was hiring, I was like, oh, I know WordPress. Like, I'm a blogger. So they happened to hire me. I'm super fortunate to be one of their founding employees and was with them for six years as the company when I was employee 13. And when I exited the company, there were about 700 employees. They're headquartered here in Austin, but we had sprung up offices in New York, San Francisco, London. They had something in Australia at the time, Ireland, but right before I left. So the company really had gone global. And when you look at the numbers for WordPress, just outside of even obviously cannabis, WordPress is the largest, I'm going to use, you know, some lingo uh, terms, CMS, a content management system is kind of like what, you know, our world calls these things, but they're the largest content management system, CMS, for the majority of websites on the web. And so that gave me a lot of confidence just coming from that world being like, oh, I hitched my, you know horse to the right cart because this is going to be a very popular platform to develop, to build on resources, finding agencies to help supplement integrations, things like that. And also WordPress is open source, which I don't think people really acknowledge. And you kind of obviously we're touching on it too. Squarespace, Shopify, those are closed platforms. So depending on what their, you know, propensity is for allowing cannabis to be on their platforms. I'm going to say it. I said it a couple of previous episodes ago. Shopify is quote unquote CBD hemp friendly. They're not marijuana friendly, but I don't think that they're a blanket CBD hemp friendly. I think it depends on what you're selling. So I find topicals are more friendly on their platform versus full on flour or vape cartridges. So So arbitrary too. Yes. And it's just like people don't realize your website is so important. And if you're building your house on the wrong foundation and then something happens, it's like you're just getting the rug pulled out from under you. So I'm trying to emphasize with this conversation, the importance of doing this due diligence and homework up front to make sure that you're building your house on the right foundation. And like you were saying, a lot of customers come to you and they don't even know what they're looking for, which is fine. You don't need to know what you're looking for. But obviously you want to find an agency who understands these nuances and can help answer some of those questions for you. Fortunately for me, with my background, I kind of came to the table prepared. I was like, oh, duh, we're going to go with WordPress. And not that WordPress is perfect. WordPress has its own challenges because it's so open source, which I want to kind of follow up and ask you a question on, right? There's a lot of maintenance that goes into it. And so for us, it's like, I know I'm glad to be on WordPress, but there are still challenges that we navigate. One of them being managing the site because let's say you have your, you know, theme. Well, you have different plugins that are giving you, you know, your chat feature or are giving you the flexibility to have your header, you know, pop up and show your Your customers your latest sale functionality. Yeah, the cool functionality. And then we'll notice like the other day I got a text from one of my team members 
hey, our shop page isn't loading. So the website's working, but when you were clicking on shop, that page just broke. And luckily we have a developer on staff that we're able to, you know, loop into the conversation and say, hey, this page isn't working. The way he resolved it was he had to rebuild the page. I don't know how to rebuild a page. So thank (laughs) the Lord I have somebody in my, you know, sphere on staff, agency hired to what extent to be able to help me. But I'd love to, you know, learn too. Obviously it's like having a website is so important, but it's not just like you build the site and I know you were talking about you want to be able to like empower the customer to be able to make certain changes. And so depending on the platform that you're going with, but using WordPress as the example, it's not just like you build a site and you like walk away. It's like there's so many things that go into maintaining that website. So I love to hear from your perspective, yeah. the importance of maintaining a website, obviously due diligence picking the right platform. But I don't know just like what what goes into like a website that people listening or maybe like, oh, I just thought a website was this place that I put pictures and words and really like how dynamic is it, right? Yeah. You know, it's such a good topic and conversation to have because all websites, platforms are not the same. They're not created equal. And so that's that's the beauty of Squarespace is they've really dumbed it down for people. They've made it, you know, building it. It's a simple drag and drop feature and all of the tools come with it. And it really doesn't get easier. And so going it, but, you know, if you're in cannabis, then you need to go with WordPress. And that's one of the reasons we built our business the way we did to empower our customers to maintain it themselves. That being said, it's not all, especially if you are not technically inclined or you're like me and you're afraid to hit the wrong button because the website's going to blow up. I don't build the websites. Don't worry if we're listening. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Then it's great to work with an agency that if they're not going to maintain it for you, you have them on speed dial or at least have that relationship with them and a support line to reach out to because WordPress does take more maintenance. Now, there's a lot of tools out there that can do this for you automatically and Further, that's why it's so important that you pick a really good website host. Uh, There's just so much to unpack here. So I feel like I'm going five different directions at once. But as far as building on WordPress, you have greater flexibility for design, greater SEO flexibility. There's more tricks. I mean, I know some people will fight me on that. But more things you can do to be found in Google searches and increase your ranking. But part of the beauty of WordPress and what makes it so cool are all the plugins. And like I mentioned, they give your website added functionality. But these plugins are kind of like widgets, if you will, on your phone. But they're by independent or third party people that make them. So you have to pay that company annually, usually. So you have to pay them and you have to update those plugins, just like you have to keep your website updated. And so all of this requires a great host and regularly checking the back end of your website. Now, if you're willing to teach yourself, watch some YouTube videos, read up on this, it really is manageable. But if you're never going to do this, consider paying some full service host, you know, somebody that has a white glove service. It will cost you much more, but, but it will also really save you a headache and make sure that your website never goes down. That's one reason that we love WP Engine as a self-host so much, is they are WordPress specific. They don't nickel and dime you for everything. And their customer service is unrivaled, really. I mean, 
you you can actually talk to a real person. I you know, it. yeah. It, I mean, I'm still a customer of theirs even after leaving the company. It's just one of those, like you're saying, it's so important. I don't think people realize what a host does. It's funny. I play this game with my fiance because. I just saw a meme on Instagram. My friend, actually one of my best friends who still works at WP Engine, it was like, do you know what your friends do? <laughs> and it's like, you know, you might know your friend. And they're, oh yeah, they work in web or they work in technology or she's in marketing or sales, but like you don't really like know what their company right. is. And I kind of was coming to this realization with my fiance a couple of months ago. He knows I worked in tech. He knows I worked in web, but I don't think he really knows what hosting is. And so I was trying to articulate you know, this analogy of it's kind of like, you know, going with the house foundation. It's do you want to, you know, have your home in an apartment complex, which is fine if that's what you can afford. You're on shared hosting. And, you know, if something goes wrong, especially here in central Texas, where we just had a bunch of power lines going out, you know, something happens to one unit and maybe that affects everybody else's units versus if you are in a standalone house, you know, maybe you're on more dedicated server and so if something happens to your neighbor, that's not going to affect your website. Or let's say from an e-commerce perspective, which is a little bit of like where my expertise and strengths were at WPN, I did a lot of partner work with our e-commerce team. We were getting into metrics of like how fast your site can process loads. So like ads to cart. Some of our clients were big music festivals to give another analogy where, you know, tickets get released and you're waiting in the queue and you're like, oh my God, you know, how many people are hitting the site at one time for tickets to be released? That functionality is powered by a host and having the right host to power your website. Maybe you're, I don't want to, you know, belittle anybody, but it's like, maybe you're, you know, a cannabis lawyer and you're not getting a ton of traffic and you don't really care if your site goes up or down because of a noisy neighbor. So that's fine. Maybe you're on shared hosts, but Maybe you're a hemp brand and you're dropping a new product launch and you're very popular and you can't bear for your site to be down because you might know some of the metrics, they're evading me, but it's like for every second of downtime, you can equate it to like revenue lost, right? And so when your site is down, again, depending on what you're selling and how you're selling it, that's a really big loss to take. And so that, you know, like you're saying, you're, you might pay upfront for a better hosting plan or a hosting partner, but you're getting that security and guarantee and kind of the final thought I'll share. I still love watching it, but I remember when I was working at WP Engine, my favorite thing was to watch Shark Tank because you'd have these businesses, they're like <laughs> getting their, you know, time on air and they're so excited and you go to their website. I'd be watching it live and I'd go to their website and Half the brands, their sites are up and half the brands, their sites are down. It's like, oh my God, that's the worst time for your site to be down. Did these people not think about their website, think about the repercussions, think about their hosting, et cetera. And so that was just a lot of commentary. I didn't really have a a follow-up point (laughs) other than saying, you know, those are some of the things that I think, again, I'm glad you were excited to talk about hosting too in that capacity, because again, I think people think, Oh, it's just a website. It can just be, but depending on where you're hosting and, and the nature of your business, you want to have it on the right foundation. Then also, like you said, support. You want to have a great team. Any question I have, I chat WP Engine immediately and they're super exactly. helpful and yeah. super responsive. Well, and not all website hosts are equal at all. I mean, you can go to GoDaddy and pay for their hosting and then pay for their SSL certificate updates. All of this stuff that you need that should be included with the good host anyway, and you'll end up paying more GoDaddy for worse service and 
on an overcrowded server for a slow website and that may lose something. There's other hosts out there. And I can't, I shouldn't go down the list and name all names, but in lost websites and just said, we don't know what happened to it. And I said, luckily we have a backup from before we moved it over. So losing websites, some are just incompatible with WordPress. The list goes on and on. So we definitely have our favorites and recommend them to our to our clients. Another great one, if you're looking for a very economical one, is Liquid Web. You know, all hosts should include an SSL certificate. You if you're what SSL is, it's the security certificate. If you're looking up in the search bar, the URL, it's going to have the little lock over there. And Google prefers mandates that your website be secure. So you're not if you're an e-commerce website and you don't have a security certificate, then you're really up against a wall. There's nothing you can do. But a great host will include that and also look to have CDN so that if your website is storing a bunch of data and files that people should see that it's in the cloud, not on the server, weighing it down. You explain um, what a CDN is too really quick for listeners. Yeah, it's now you put me on the spot. Content delivery network. <laughs> Content delivery network, like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. So if you have, if your website is really data heavy, whether it be a bunch of files or photos or whatever, it's not actually living on the website, slowing it down. It pulls it from the cloud when it needs it. And so those will be included. And so, yeah, I mean, they're not all created equal, just like website platforms, just like web web agencies. I mean, do your studies, know what you're getting into. Are you signing or like, are you marrying your agency? Talk to some of their past clients, see if they're happy. You know, this is cannabis. Cannabis is not easy if you don't know that already and you're thinking about going into the business or you're already here. You got to have a website to be competitive. You have to. Even if you're growing word of mouth and referral, what's the first thing you do when somebody refers you to somebody? Google. Look them up online. So start, give a, give a great first impression. But then in order to be competitive, you know, there's just so much that goes into a great website. But if you don't, if you're not on the right platform and you don't have a good host, then you can't compete. So if you want to play the game, do your research. Quick break to say thank you to Restart CBD for sponsoring this podcast. Restart CBD is a brand my sisters and I founded in our hometown in Austin, Texas. We operate a retail location as well as an e-commerce store, and you can browse our wide range of CBD products at restartcbd.com. Again, thank you to Restart for allowing me the time and resources to put on To Be Blunt. I hope you'll check them out for your CBD needs. Let's go back to the episode. Yeah, I think what like comes to mind as a follow up for that. And I say it transparently because it's a little bit like if I'm struggling, I can't imagine what my listeners are navigating against because I for six years was in the boot camp of e-commerce, hosting platforms, websites, downtime, all these different myriads of things that I'm still like, this is hard in cannabis. And like I had mentioned, you know, I felt like I had an upper hand coming from WordPress because it being open source. So I never had the threat of my site going down per se because of the terms of service. 
However, when you're getting into integrations and making the site perform, that is like a whole other world web chaos. And so a little horror story for the listeners. I think I mentioned this to you when we were connecting in one of our last calls, but you know, we are e-commerce store built on WordPress. WooCommerce is my e-commerce engine, just to kind of loop the listeners into that process. Yeah. I pay for hosting with WP Engine. I paid someone to build my site. I pay someone to manage and maintain my site, making sure plugins are updated, just, you know, routine maintenance on the site. But I have to pay for WooCommerce. So WordPress doesn't just come out of the box with e-commerce. You mentioned big commerce right. earlier. They're another e-commerce solution that you could put on top of WordPress if you wanted. So you're going to then pay for your e-commerce component. Then there's certain features within WooCommerce that like I have subscriptions. Everybody wants reoccurring revenue. I had to pay for a plugin to give me subscription capabilities within WooCommerce. And so again, it's not that that's good or bad. It's just, this is the devil I know. And so I wanted to go there versus being on Shopify, which is maybe a little bit more contained in terms of because Shopify is a closed platform, they are your host. They are your e-commerce. They are doing, I want to say most of the maintenance. I'm not super familiar with Shopify from a user perspective, but I think it's more built in because their system is closed. Like they're they're releasing the plugins or the widgets versus it being a third-party person, which like you highlighted, if I want to have a hello bar. I got to pay the plugin, you know, guy or gal. If I want to have the pop up, I got to pay the plugin guy or gal. So we had all that set up. So that's my e-commerce. Then I have a retail here in Austin, as you know, and I want to be able to take people's money in store. So that I had to get a POS. I love that point of sale point of service is also the acronym for piece of shit because it yeah, really is a I piece know. of shit sometimes. <laughs> and in cannabis, it's oh, even man. more difficult. So I know probably way long ago. I've had a couple of cannabis specific POSs on. If you're selling marijuana, you do need to go to a very specific cannabis POS because you have to be reporting to metric, which is the predominant, you know, state reporting compliance software for most cannabis legal states. But you're reporting, you have specific regulations that you have to make sure that you're operating under. And so that's a different beast than if you're in the hemp space, which you can use a little bit more I want to say like generic POSs. They're yeah. also not as expensive as cannabis POSs because of all this aforementioned weight right. that you have to incur. But there's not great ones built for cannabis slash hemp. So Square is one. There's Lightspeed, which bolts into WooCommerce. There's some other third-party ones, but none are perfect as kind of the punchline. And the kind of like some of the story that I'm trying to, you know, so greatly articulate is because we have Square for our retail and we have e-commerce, WooCommerce, I needed a system to make them speak because Square gives you an option to have your website through Square, but Square's website is not very dynamic. And even Square will tell you, yeah, don't use our website builder. Yeah. So you're like, <laughs> okay, well, what the fuck? Like you're Square and I want everything to be integrated because the worst experience for a customer, in my opinion, is I go to the website and I see a product I want to buy. And then I go in store and that product is out of stock or vice versa. I am in store and maybe I have a product online, but someone just buys it. And so the inventory that needs to match what I show in my retail, what a nightmare to deliver the best customer experience. And so we, through Square's recommendation, hired an agency that was Square approved and basically paid a lot of money to have this expert agency learn 
to build the integration on my dime when it was marketed to me that they had already resolved the integration. We ended up firing the agency after we realized they didn't know what they were doing and the integration is still challenging. But it's kind of one of those, you know, again, I keep using kind of the term like the devil I know. It's not broken, but it's not great. And so we're kind of at this flux of how much more money do you invest to get something custom to solve a challenge, which is I just want to be able to sell people products online and have them come to my website and then shop with me in store and everything speaks to each other. And so out of all of that, I've said, I just want to kind of hear your, you know, expert experience, obviously working with your clients, being in the space of the but crazy of, yes, like you want to make sure you're hiring the right agency like you highlight. You want to make sure you're on the right platform to begin with just to ensure it's still one of those. I think every pace is unique and everybody's site is unique. And that's where you really need to do due diligence to find the right partners who can kind of work alongside you to build the best solution, knowing that nothing I'm going to say, and I'll be bold, there's not a great solution for cannabis operators in either spectrum, hemp or or marijuana. So it's it's just kind of, you know, we're we're trying to work together to get the best we can as the industry moves forward. Yeah. Square is a four-letter word in my book. You know, God bless them and their CBD pilot program and be, you know, accepting so many companies out there, letting them sell online. However, it's not a perfect system. They're, you know, and they're what they allow is so arbitrary too, as far as processing goes. It depends. If you don't have a brick and mortar, they're a lot pickier. But what I've seen, but yeah. And then even if you have brick and mortar and you're doing retail and you're selling online, sometimes you have to manually seek them every day because they just won't talk to each other. And Square blames it on the third party and the third party blames it on Square. And it's just, there's no easy solution. Definitely. The first question I ask anybody I'm talking to that is talking, you know, I need a website is, do you have a merchant? That is the first thing, the first line of item that you need to figure out in your business is how are you going to process sales? Square is great because they're... They accept so many people, but they're expensive. And you may not be able to sell half of your products on your website either or in your store. So you need to shop around. And your web design agency should, if they're if they're familiar with cannabis, should be able to introduce you to a lot of great merchants out there. There's I feel like 2023 is the year of the cannabis payment processor because there's so many new companies coming out of the woodworks trying to meet me. And that made me self, sound self-important. Like everybody wants to meet me. But like you said, like, a you good agency tra- should know the right vendors to connect yes. you with to help you achieve what your goal is. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, some will only accept CBD and hemp and some will accept cannabis. Some will accept. And, and you know, you want to go to a processor that works with tons of banks and so that you have a wider chance of getting processed. And then there's terms and the fees vary so much. So do your homework and talk to a lot of people. But do that first, because there's so much else you have to do when you're starting a business and doing a website, right? There's so much paperwork, so much research, research, so, so many fees. So start that journey early. And then as far as the POS systems, 
you know, <clears throat> they all, it's funny because some, they all, they all have different integrations and different capabilities. And so you kind of got to start with geographic area. Where are you? What companies cover your area? What platform are you going to use? And just really make sure that the company you're working with knows what they're doing and that they've done it before. We've worked with a ton of companies as far as like third-party menus go. And a lot of processors, we do work with Square a lot. Like you said, none of them are perfect. Uh, but I was really, always really excited to see is like going to MJ BizCon and just seeing all of the newbies come and all of the new competition. And it's such an industrious industry. It's, I think that that's the exciting part is not just on the science and medicine side, but the technology side. Everybody's trying to figure this out. And I know that the final kind of puzzle piece is regulation and legalizing it. But in the meantime, I mean, people are being very creative with what we've been handed and the narrow lane that we have to work work with. So yeah, just do your research and always ask for references too. That's what that I was a do. great point. If I, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, they joke that the shoemaker's kids like don't wear shoes. I'm like, man, I came from this world and I didn't learn to do things that I should have learned to do and paid for it um, to some extent. But I think that's a really great piece of advice too, in terms of just recognizing there needs to be due diligence done on your part as the brand business owner and also trying to find the right partners who can guide you along while also realizing there's not going to be a perfect solution, but having different kind of backups. Like we have at least got three or four payment processors that we're working with. Not that I'm using all of them at once, but just in case one does go down, like you were highlighting, there's definitely different stipulations. Are you selling hemp? Are you selling marijuana? Are you selling Delta 8? Are you selling smokables? Those are all questions. I remember speaking to a payment processor, this would have been like a year or so ago, but they were really anti-edibles in the shape of gummy bears, like in certain shapes. And so, you know, if that's what your products are, which I see a lot of in the hemp space, you know, likeness of traditional candy that's marketed to children, that might be a red flag for a processor. And so I love that you guys as an agency are asking that question first and foremost, especially as like a place to take money. Obviously, again, it's like why people are coming to your website is to get information or to make a transaction. Right. You don't have that, you know, component figured out. It's like, what are you even doing online? But kind of with that said, I would love to understand, you know, what are some maybe best practices or kind of in the vein of plugins, like some things that come to mind are, you know, having a pop up to collect emails on a website like yeah we have a chat feature on our website so we can interact with our customers like what are some of the things that you and your team are building into sites for clients that are kind of maybe table stakes like your website needs to have these components is it a contact page you know i think a blog is really important slash what are some maybe new interesting features that maybe we don't like what are some trends that we maybe don't know about yet (laughs) yeah fun Okay, so first thing every website needs to have is a CTA or call to action. So figure out, somebody lands on your website, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to make a purchase? Send them to your shop. Have a button that says shop now or a product that they can click on. If you want their information, 
then have a pop-up, have them sign up for a newsletter or 10% off or 15% off, Give a, have a freebie giveaway. You know, an example on our website is you can get a post-launch checklist if you go to our website and, and sign up. Basically, <clears throat> if somebody leaves your website without either purchasing or giving you their personal information, then something's going wrong because that's what you want, right? One of those two things typically. And so you have to, you don't have to, you should have a newsletter connected, integrated with your website, something like Klaviyo or MailChimp, ConvertKit. Uh, those are all three great ones and they're free, at least initially. But don't fall prey to the idea that email is dead. First thing I do every morning is check my email. Email is essential and it's also the easiest best way to reach your audience too outside of a outside of your website right so start forming an email list right away so yeah when somebody signs up either make sure CTA is getting their information or having them shop some of the fun plugins and integrations we do are like you mentioned subscription it's a great way to audit to have that recurring revenue but also to automate it save yourself some time and trouble if people are coming and placing the same order every month for two months, then get them on a subscription plan. Or if you want to bundle some products together, offer it on a subscription plan. <laughs> Another thing that's really popular is wholesale. And this is a really simple one that if you are selling wholesale hemp flour or wholesale seeds, wholesale anything, you can automate this process to where the public can't see it. The wholesaler can log in to the website and access their special pricing and special quantities and place that order. And it's automated, so you don't have to do it. Or they don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to answer it, write it down, and do it that way. Um, or if you have a brick and mortar, like say you do a bunch of events at Restart, there's a really fun events calendar that you can put on your website that's interactive. You can sell tickets. You can hover over it, information, and make it really attractive and fun and engaging for the customer. Where things are going are everything's very video heavy now, if you hadn't noticed. It's kind of been headed that way for a while, but I mean, it's proven. Video is more engaging than still photos. So like galleries or scrolling pictures on a website, nobody sits there and looks through them. Add video. Add it. Let people know who you are or what your products are. Give them a little insight as who is really behind your brand. Something fun that we've been doing lately is a plug-in quiz. Yeah. And so CBD brand is a great example for that or a dispensary. But however, most people aren't doing this unless you're placing an order curbside. I'm thinking out loud. But a quiz, it really helps people narrow down what they want. So somebody's new to CBD and they go to the restart website, they could take they don't really know how do they like what is a tincture? What's an edible? What's a vape? What's flour? What do I want? Can ask them a series of questions and help them decide. We also have one on our website that helps people decide what kind of a website do they want. Do they want a full custom one or a one pager, a DIY? You know, how much energy you're willing to put into it. So that's a fun one. We've also been building out some Facebook type pages for some associations or uh, groups 
that want to have kind of a Facebook platform on their own website. That's you know, cool. Facebook is privately owned. And right now you can get hop on there and talk about cannabis for the most part. But who knows if they change their policy. So, you know, t- so we've done that for a women's group in cannabis. We took and moved the conversation to the website. So you, there's a plugin that you can integrate and everybody signs on and you can have side conversations or post on a wall or do whatever. And those are kind of some of the more popular ones that we've been working with lately. But there's all sorts of plugins out there. Like you mentioned, like the hello bar. The banner ads, if you want to run ads on your website, there's all sorts of affiliate plugins. There's free. If you have people out there that are selling your products and you want to track their sales, there's affiliate plugins for that from free to like a professional paid version, but lots of options for that. And I feel like with influencer marketing and affiliates being so popular right now that that's been um, requested a lot lately. That's that's kind of it. Just really making sure that your website's friendly and engaging. And if you don't have the budget or added functionality to pull people in, the best way to engage the people is with your content, with your copy. Really brand it. Make sure that people have a great understanding of who you are and what's your mission? What's the tone? Are you really serious, scientific tone and company? Or are you really lighthearted and want to have a lot of fun and convey that fun spirit to your audience? Well, that's all done in the written word. And so if writing isn't your forte, hire somebody to do it. There's brilliant copywriters out there. And A lot of them really love working in cannabis. And so it's, you know, it's not hard to hire out that portion. And I highly recommend it if you want to be competitive in cannabis, because that's really where marketing is turning, because all of the paid paid tricks are limited in their attention span, I think. No, everything you said is very spot on. I mean, half the things you mentioned, we're doing or we've, you know, had on our radar to do. We launched a quiz maybe six months ago and it's automated. And like you said, it just allows customers to interactively go through a process of, you know, are you taking CBD for this? Do you want to take CBD for that? You know, what are you looking for? And it guides them and we have outputs where it lands them on certain product pages. And every day I, you know, get a so-and-so took your quiz and it's just great. It's like, I don't have to have that conversation. We're happy to have that conversation. We have a chat feature, we have a phone number people can call for our e-commerce for their to support and retail. But again, for more of an automated way to interact with a brand to guide you towards a product, like that's a really great tip for someone to be able to like employ on their website. Uh, but I loved that you're highlighting all these things because to me, it also reinforces the evolution and the constant attention that a website needs and just like always kind of finessing it. And that's Amen. Not, to, not to be overwhelming to people listening, right? Because I think, again, sometimes, you know, I, we come from the world of like, of course you check your website. Like, of course you update photos. I might not update my photos as often as I do, but I think things like investing in, like you're saying, copywriting, you want to have a competitive edge when we're all quote unquote educators or we're all quote unquote talking about terpenes or we're all quote unquote saying mine is the best and I third party test and et cetera. It's like, what is different about you? What are you doing differently? How are you communicating that message to your audience? So 
We're very involved in video. Out? Yeah, how are you going to stand out? Updating your product photos. There was a period where I was taking our product photos, which was great and fine. And so if you're someone who has a camera and a backdrop or you read studio time or you got a friend or a neighbor who does it, like that's awesome. Slash hire a professional to do it. So we recently made the decision to hire someone to professionally shoot our photos. And again, it's like, it's all fine tuning, getting into, like you were saying, you know, when someone comes to my website, are they purchasing or are they giving me their contact information? And if they're leaving, what did they not find on my website that made them leave? And so there are some tools out there. Hotjar is one that comes to mind where you can implement this plugin and Again, I say these things as I'm like, I know what to do, but I don't always look (laughs) at the data, right? That's the other half of it. It's like you're installing these plugins to inform you, but then are you using them to give you the insight and the data? But so Hotjar is a great one because kind of like a high level example, which I'm sure you're aware of, but for the listeners, maybe you have a photo on your website that your people who are hitting your website think is like clickable, you know, like, oh, that photo is going to take me to something. And Hotjar shows you where people are using their mouse clicks and what they're clicking with. And so that aha to me, if I saw there was a photo that didn't have a link on it and people were clicking it, I might make that photo link to something, a product that the photo is reflecting or some more information. And so again, your website shouldn't be this static one and done. I did it. I put it up there. It's, you know, I took photos six years ago. It's like, are you taking new photos? Are you checking your plugins? Are you maintaining your site? Are you looking at the data? What are customers, you know, sitting on bounce rates, Google Analytics, like all that stuff is so important. Yeah. So if you build it, they won't come. I mean, you not just build a website and be like, all right, I'm just going to sit back and watch the money roll in. It's not how it works. Our motto is launch now, refine as you go. It's better to get something up, start getting that little bit of traffic, tell Google being you're there, and then continually add content. If somebody out there listening does not know this, adding content to your website consistently and regularly is the best way to improve your Google rankings. That's all it takes. And if you wait till it's perfect, you're never going to fucking launch it. So just get it up there and continually work on it because you cannot compete if you're not online. So just get it out there. I mean, if you're trying to sell, then get it online. That's it. But continually go back to it, revisit it, update your copy, update the pictures. You know, if, if you're in the DIY club, that's awesome. But there's also great places you can go out there to get reviews for it and audits for it. People send it to a website company. Send, I mean, people love to audit SEO reports and audit your web design and tell you what to do. So listen to them and send it. Ask your close circle of friends. Like, what would Great you point. do differently? What's missing here? And, and then look at your competitors and not necessarily like your competitor, the CBD company three blocks down, who Google considers your competitors. Do that kind of research. And there's, you know, you can do this alone if you want to. You can. You don't have to hire out, but it takes work and you got to be smart about it. And so use the tools at your fingertips. There's a lot of great free tools on Google, on Google, out there if you Google them. Also on Google. Yeah, also on Google. So take advantage of them. Look at your website speed. Look at your content. Look at your Google Analytics. If you don't have Google Analytics, set it up. It's included, you know, and it will tell you what is 
working with your website and what's absolutely not working. But what you shouldn't do is even if it's the most beautiful website in the world is launch it and ignore it. Love this episode of To Be Blunt? Be sure to visit theshadatarabi.com slash to be blunt for more ways to connect. New episodes come out on Mondays. And for more behind the scenes, follow along on Instagram at theshadatarabi.com.